Episode 2 of Serious Soft Skills. You may have heard about soft skills, but you may not know who in your office needs to use them and why. We're going to enlighten you in just a few short seconds. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to Episode 2 of Serious Soft Skills. I am Bob Graham, and with me is Dr. Tobin Porterfield. Hey, Toby, how are you? Great. Great to be with you on this. Great. We each teach college. We collaborate on research about soft skills, and we both have used and seen others use soft skills in various jobs in our careers. We think our experience and expertise give us a unique lens for looking at soft skills. So, Toby, let's get started. Um, we explained last week what soft skills were and were not. Uh, if you want to go back to that, that was episode one. But before we get to today's topic, let's answer a few emails we received, if that's okay with you. Great. It's always good to hear from those that are in our network, and it turns it more into a conversation. So let's, let's hear what we have. Exactly. Well, Tim asked us, aren't soft skills just being friendly and nice to people that you work with? What do you think about that? Wow. Um, I, I think that's a dangerous one. While we, we certainly want to be uh, engaging with people and interested in the people we work with, I think that's an oversimplification and, and, and really puts us at risk that we might be um, hypocritical and not truly engaged. You know, that, that, that uh, casual smile and, uh, and paying a, or looking like you're paying attention is not really what we're after. I think uh, when we're talking about soft skills, we're talking really about intentionality here, that it's not just uh, being nice, it's not just uh, being there, but that's important, but it's the intentionality of, of uh, engaging in such a way that it enables us to uh, apply our technical skills, our hard skills, in a new way. Okay, well, that, that, that does clear it up. So being nice, you're not suggesting that we shouldn't be nice to people and that that's not useful in work. You're just saying that that really doesn't fully explain what soft skills are, correct? Right. It's not going to get us where we want to go. Okay, great, great. I appreciate that. We also have a question from Caitlin. This is a great question. If researchers were working with the Army and first coined the phrase soft skills in the early 70s, why did it take so long for people to really start talking about them? That's great. And we did mention that in our first episode and certainly in the book where Whitmore and Fry had done some work for the Army in the early 70s and they coined that term soft skills. And, and you and I have talked. I wish I had coined the term myself. It, it would have been a great thing. But they were pretty forward thinking to grab a hold of that. And, and I don't think we're arguing that uh, soft skills didn't exist even way before the, uh, the 70s. I mean, people have been working with teamwork, listening skills, perseverance, uh, you know, we have a, a country that's made of pioneers that persevered and captains of industry that built, you know, a lot of the economy that we live in today. So um, while the term came around in the 70s, I think soft skills have always been out there in some way or another. And, and I guess it's going to be my word for the day. But I think it comes back to that intentionality in that what we've seen as we progressed the 70s, 80s, the 90s, now into the 2000s is that as we talked about last time, the economy has changed, the workplace has changed, and there's a need now to approach work in a new way. And we've emphasized those hard skills, and we've got a lot of disciplinary 
expertise in computer programming and engineering and architecture and marketing and in so many fields. Um, but those soft skills are what are coming to play today that, that are making us say, well, hold it. What do we really need in order to be competitive? What do we need to be innovative? Um, and we've got the skills, but then how do we mobilize them? And I think that's where the soft skills are really coming into the conversation today. Well, I want to thank Tim and Caitlin for their great questions and uh, keep them coming. We welcome your questions. You can send questions to podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com. That's just like it sounds, SeriousSoftSkills.com. Or you can tweet them to us at RealSoftSkills. That would be at RealSoftSkills for you Twitter folks out there. And we will answer more questions in the future episodes. Also, if you have other things you want to share with us, you can use both of those platforms. We'd love to continue that dialogue, wouldn't we, Toby? Absolutely. Okay, there you go. I can always count on you for a nice, easy one-word answer when I ask you one of those easy questions. Now, Toby, let's talk about our top. There, there you go. Okay, I like it. Getting some visuals here. He's doing the uh, swish basketball thing for me. Um, and he's starting to show personality. That's going to make this a whole lot more fun, I think. Um, now, Toby, let's talk about which employees have to use soft skills. Is it just leaders, which is one of the things I hear from time to time? Is it new employees because they're trying to impress people in the company when they first come on board? Or is it only the people who have to interact with whatever the customers are of that company? I've heard all three of those. What do you think? I think we both have heard all three of those, and that's because all three of them are true. And a lot of times we get caught in those uh, narrow perspectives. And when we look at any problem, I think we, uh, we, we, we use the term, we take a lens. So we, we look through our camera at it and we get a slice of it. And uh, historically, we've seen a lot of that come to fruition when we looked at leadership and we saw these people who were moved into leadership, promoted into leadership and not able to really rally the team and take it where it needs to go. And so suddenly we say, oh, that leader, they don't have the soft skills there that we need in order to be successful. And so we get fixated on that. And then we, then we look down and, and you and I have done some research on new hires. And we, we look at them and say, oh, those new hires, boy, they come out of college with all of these disciplinary skills and they know how to use the technology. And we're seeing in those job descriptions, oh, by the way, you need communication skills. You need teamwork. You need self-discipline, self-motivation. And so we see those. So, so no matter which lens we flip to, we start seeing those soft skills. And, and so uh, I hate that paid it, pat answer where we say, oh, everybody needs soft skills. but um, uh, I will share one other story maybe to frame this up a little bit, and I, I think a lot of our listeners will, will uh, connect with it, but um, I really do believe it's across the organization. And uh, Bob, the story I wanted to share was uh, we have a, a, a shared connection, and I met with him for uh, coffee a, a couple weeks ago, and we were talking about these soft skills issues, and he's quite the leader. He's uh, established quite a significant um, uh, uh, marketing uh, and uh, internet company. And uh, prior to that had had an industry career. So much like us, we had those industry experience and then moved on to uh, other opportunities. And uh, we were talking about this and, and he shared from his technical background back in industry. And he said, gosh, we had this guy and for our purposes, we'll call him Doug. Doug was an incredible database administrator. He was just a genius with it. We could just put anything we needed developed out to him and he'd take care of it like that. 
and uh, the company he was working for developed databases for their clients. So certainly Doug was an outstanding resource to have. But then as time went along, the client started to say, well, you know, we want to meet Doug. We want Doug to start coming to the meetings. And so they started bringing Doug along and pretty quickly found that Doug didn't have the soft skills. He would upset the customer. He didn't want to listen to the customer. He didn't want to uh, communicate what would be challenging, what would be easy. Um, And so Doug clearly lacked those soft skills. In fact, even cost them some relationships. And and so that's where we see that that fallback. We say, oh, but this person has that technical expertise. And uh, we're really seeing in most uh, most situations, that's not enough these days, that just being that technical expert and, and being locked away in your office or your cubicle and never having to interact is just not feasible in a in a, a competitive environment where we have to be responsive. We have to be uh, innovative and engaged. We, we, don't, we can't have that resource that needs to be locked away to, to protect them from every, everyone they might encounter. You, you kind of scare me when you tell the story of this uh, Doug because you make it sound like there's no hope for Doug. But I think the reality, and we've seen this, is we can all build our soft skills. If we want to be better at teamwork, then we need to put ourselves in situations where we work on teamwork. And if we want to do problem solving, which is another soft skill, we've got to find ways to start solving problems. And if we want to adapt to change, I, I, I find it hard to believe anyone right now could be in the work world and not being adapt, not adapting to change, but putting ourselves in those situations, we do have the ability to improve on these things, correct? So it's not like guys like Doug, as you describe, are consigned to working in the basement of the building and never interacting with people. Would that is that fair to say? I would say that that's not going to be our most successful organization if if we're going to have that type of situation. And and I think we're going to have to probably dedicate a whole future episode or a couple to really developing soft skills is different than developing those hard skills that we learned in college and algebra and computer programming and C++ and all that. Um, They're a different animal, but I agree. They they can be developed. They can be uh, strengthened. Uh, it just takes some different approaches, but we'll, we'll really have to unwrap that in another episode. And probably the first thing is awareness, right? Knowing, so someone like Doug, in your example, realizing that he costs the company some business and maybe someone having a hard discussion with him and sort sort of him taking stock and going, I had no idea. Because I think one of the things I've seen in my own soft skills inventory and assessment is I'm not, not always aware of my weaknesses because we don't, it's not like technical skills. You know, if, if I can't write the press release for a client of mine, I'm in trouble. If I can't teach the course that I'm teaching to my students, I get feedback almost immediately and I can make corrections right away. But with soft skills, it's a little more fuzzy and a little more in the background. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. It, it, they're, they're hiding beneath the current sometimes, but I think it's a it's also a skill we can develop as leaders, as managers, as uh, talent professionals is to really get an eye for those and being able to detect and, and an awareness of soft skills, what they are, what we need at the time and where our weaknesses are. And, and maybe, Toby, this is a good time for you to sort of talk about that idea that you brought up a couple of weeks when we were talking about the eye of the hunter and how that might apply here for people, because I think that's really what I've found to be in my case a real valuable part of this uh, this discovery of soft skills and where they play a role in my life. So can you sort of walk through that? 
absolutely. And and we uh, we had that discussion because as we started through this process well, as well, we were looking at teamwork. We were looking at different aspects of the work situation. And then soft skills came into our own uh, uh, discussions and we start, started to unwrap them ourselves and kind of demystify them. We like to use that term and, and found out that there are specific things. And, and suddenly as we started learning them and and unwrapping them and trying to say, well, what exactly are those what we call the individual skills and what do they look like and where do they come from and and the interactive with with other people. I think we use the term nexus to do that, to, to designate that linkage. And and so uh, uh, the term we came up and with is something we'd ran across before is that the eye of the hunter and that uh, I know with my father-in-law when we're out, he lives out in the country and when we're out driving down the road, he'll be just looking around and say, you know, oh, did you see that pheasant over there? Did you see that deer over there? And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm really looking around. You're driving. I didn't see any of this. And uh, I think it, that's where that eye of the hunter comes from in, in that once you know what you're looking for, and I've heard it described as, you know, when you're looking down a hedgerow and, and you see a, a, a perfectly round black item, that's not found in nature. That's a rabbit. And so immediately he knows what to look for and he sees it. And, and, and that's what we're experiencing. It's almost a curse for us because as we've become sensitized to soft skills, we're seeing them all the time. We're unfortunately seeing them in ourselves and going, I guess, gee, I really wasn't listening very well. I, was I? Or, or we, we hear it in other people who have this idea or something they're trying to uh, endorse. And we, oh, you just really didn't have the communication skills ready to put that out there. So it makes us critical of ourselves and of others. But I think it brings that awareness. And, and that's what we'd like to help people in our network with is really becoming sensitized to but in an informed way that, that not only do we, we uh, criticize or identify them, but we, we actively then engage to correct the situation. So that we want that eye of the hunter, and we want each of our, our folks in the network to really pick up on that and, and have that attuned. And, and I think it's kind of interesting and fun in a way to have this new set of skills that you can bring to, to the table and be more strategic and more conscious of them. I don't want anyone to be listening to this and going, this is just this just seems like way too much work, I can't imagine. I will tell you, the person I've become from really focusing more on my soft skills, I think is a much better me, both in terms of what my employer would say about me, but also in terms of myself and how I carry myself. I see things differently now. I, I find times that I... I might act differently than I would have in the past and to a good effect for both me and the people around me. Do you find that to be the case for you? Yes. And, and I guess what I'm seeing uh, is is what we have started to promote is that as a, uh, a researcher, as a educator in my current role, what I'm finding is that that extra sensitivity to my soft skills and where I'm weak is it's really helped me to apply my technical skills in a new way in my research, in my engagement with students. And uh, it's exciting. Good. Well, that's probably a great place to stop things, Toby, with the idea that it's exciting because that allows us to continue on week after week to doing more of these. Next week, we're going to look at what might be the most important of all soft skills. One that I'm going to make the case. Be ready for it, Toby. One that I think sets the stage for so many other soft skills to appear. And if you think you know what that soft skill is that I'm going to bring to the table next week, 
Why don't you send us your guest to podcast at SeriousSoftSkills.com or you can send it on Twitter to at RealSoftSkills. I'd love to hear your suggestions. Uh, maybe you can change my mind. I, I doubt it. And Toby, what we'll do next week, and I'm really looking forward to it, we're going to have a healthy debate about this because I think you, you may agree or you may not agree, but I think it'll be fun either way. And uh, we hope that you'll join us next week in the coming weeks. Until then, thanks for listening. Good day. And of course, Toby, you know what I'm going to say now. Good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.